0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Kickabout. City drop more points. Manchester United didn't lose, and it's pantomime season at the Gtech Stadium. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Pete, and I'm Dan. Everyone, and welcome to episode 155 of the kickabout um, it's a much better week this week than it was last week because all of our teams actually had decent weekends uh, no Lee no share with us tonight so we're back to the kind of the original trio um, we've got much to go through there's no Kickabout alternate universe this evening just because I couldn't think of a question frankly <laughs> um, but we have got some FBO updates and we've got plenty to talk about in the Premier League uh, and of course as always we'll start with this down the stat, man.
1: Um, so, aged 17 years and 229 days, Lewis Miley is the youngest player to score for Newcastle in the Premier League. He's the competition's youngest scorer since who back in April 2009? Mm, 14 years ago.
0: Okay. We we'll, were uh, aged 17 as well. Yeah, we'll get the answer to that later on. Uh, right, quick FPL update. <laughs> uh, in fact, before we do that, because there was a slight caveat which will sort of lead into the FPL, um, want to quickly just mention, obviously, what happened at uh, Bournemouth at the Vitality at the weekend. Tom Lockyer here, of course, uh, I'm sure everyone has heard, uh, collapsed on the pitch, apparently has been confirmed, I think, that he did yeah. have a cardiac arrest. Uh, was it a cardiac arrest in yeah. May as well? Yeah. Um yeah, awful, awful scenes. The game was, was was postponed. We don't know yet what's gonna happen to that game, whether the, the result will stand, whether they'll reschedule it, what or whatever they're gonna do. Um but yes, one of those things where all of a sudden football becomes very second. Mm.
1: Um
0: it was very not very nice. To hear. There's been so many um nice messages between both sets of fans where Luton fans have like been thanking Bournemouth fans and the obviously the medical staff from Bournemouth mm. obviously were helping as well. Um yeah, really horrible situation. Pete, you've obviously seen more of Luton in the past years than than we have. Mm.
2: Um
0: this doesn't look good for the rest of his career, as it you would say? No. I think it's not not like Ryan Mason,
2: but pretty much what happened to him as well. Like he he just couldn't carry on his career. Not because he wasn't a good footballer. Mm. Um but this this is his second cardiac arrest in a year so if we we cast our minds back to the playoffs um it happened to him there in the the semi-finals and he actually had it was the I thought it was the final wasn't it uh, it was the final
0: against um uh it was the final was it was it Ipswich? was it in the final no no
2: it, it, it in the league, one. Yeah, in league well playoffs, whether it was yeah, semi-final yeah. or final but he's he's had a heart surgery since then for that and it's happened again mm. um a few people have been arguing saying oh, well if eric erikson can play he can play but I think this is a little bit different, but this yeah. more of a freak accident, and he's had two in one year.
0: Yeah, I think we uh, probably need to take the advice of the doctors rather than the Twitter doctors yeah. on, <laughs> on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess one thing that needs to be considered here is is as much as it shouldn't be, will be liability. Yeah. Because if Tom Lockyer gets... Uh, he he probably i remember actually hearing on talk Sport, um over the last day or two, they had like Fabrice Mwamba on mm-hmm. um they had them as another somebody else they had on as well talking about their experiences and what they said was the hardest thing was is that they cannot give you a definitive yes or no they give you the risks and they give you the the chances if you like of these things happening and then it's down to kind of you to make a decision now a football club will have insurances on players and stuff like that but if if there's not been a clearance from a doctor to say he's okay to play and then this happens again and worse comes to worse and he does pass away from it i mean the lawsuit is going to be out of this world Mm. so you know looting and have a decision to make here in the the best interests of the player but i'd be surprised i mean i don't know if he's got a family tom Lockyer, but if he does i'd imagine Mm. that you know that's obviously going to be the forefront of his thinking um so it's sad to say but this you know, on the face of it, not knowing the exact details yet, suggests that this might be the end of of, mm-hmm. of his career, which is a really sad way to end. But when you've had two heart attacks in the space of seven months, I think it might be trying to tell you something. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So anyway, but yeah, for what it's worth, we all wish him the very best. Um. I'll have to wait and see how this pans out. Um. But the reason I said about the whole FPL. Is because a lot of people have got Solanke in their team, including you, Dan. Mm. Have you got him as No, peak? no. Um, and of course, he's still currently sitting on six points because of the, he got the equalising goal when it was one. Uh, as when it was called off, we don't know yet what's happening, and therefore FPL has not updated anything for the weekend because they're waiting to see whether or not the result will stand or whether it will be rescheduled, uh, re, uh, which means it might be taken off. Just rescheduled. I can't. I, what, what, I what I thought I saw
2: something saying that they're going to be playing on Saturday, because if we got the, the Club World Cup going. <laughs> There's not going to be any fixtures for Saturday, is there? Yeah, everything else carries on. on. It's just Brentford and City that don't.
0: Yeah, because obviously it's whoever City were due to be playing don't have a game, um, which in this case was Brentford. Mm. Um, Because
1: there was talk of them potentially playing it midweek while all the cup games are going on, but... I just think it would be too quick of a turnaround for them to say, "Oh yeah, play it on Wednesday."
0: They'd have to. I mean, they, there's no way they're going to fit it in between now and the new year with mm. the congestion of, of fixtures that we have. Um, my guess is it will happen sometime towards the end of January or I mean, maybe into February. I think
1: it would be different if you know, say, one of the teams had been like three 0 up or something like that. But the fact that it was one all, I think it's easier to just say replay the game.
0: Yeah, um, and what do you know, any ideas what minute it was in? Yeah, it
1: was uh, like the 50th or something oh, like so that. It's, it wasn't late into the second half. Right, was a lanky score.
0: Wasn't yeah. It? So, I mean, if it had been in the 80th minute or something like that, then an argument could be made that you just yeah. hold the result mm. um, and just sort of shake hands and walk yeah. away sort of thing. But I think that's too early to, to, to be doing that. Um, but in, in respect of uh, FPL, I forgot to do my team. <laughs> um, so I was very worried about my weekend there but in the end I didn't have a bad weekend annoyingly I was going to captain either Bowen or Kudus because I knew Haaland wasn't playing um, sorry I beg your pardon I was going to captain Salah um, and then vice Bowen or Kudus and in the end actually Salah didn't do a great deal better than Haaland and Haaland didn't play so she worked out for the better so in the end well Yes and no. Uh, Actually, no. Will yes because he will get double points. Yes, that's a very good point. So it has actually worked out better. But I was praying that Bailey wasn't going to play because he was showing his yellow. Um, Yeah, because you'll get another eight points on top of that. So I'll get another eight from there, and I'll get six from Gordon to come on from Harland. Mm. But if Bailey hadn't played, I'd have also got the five from you, doggy. He would have come on as well. well. Bailey got an assist, didn't he? Yeah, but he's still only got three points. I'm assuming he got booked. Oh, he must have come on, a, on as a sub. Uh, yes, know. he did. He got yellow card and came on yeah. as a sub. So, but yeah, a pretty good weekend. All in all, once this once the dust has settled here, um, I should end up on 70, 79, nine. I think. Sorry, sixty nine. your pardon. Um, <laughs> um so uh, yeah, not a bad weekend for me for a change. But of course, for you, um, that's a bloody good
1: weekend. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, at the moment, I was looking at the tables. <laughs> there's people around me that've had just about the same weekend as me, but a lot of them have got Slanky in their team. Mm. So if if that result drops, all of a sudden I do gain quite a lot. So I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed that that does happen. It's it's, it's
1: difficult because like part of me is really annoyed, but at the same time, I can't really be annoyed about the fact that it's all... Yeah, god damn you, Tom Lock here. Heart attack. Yeah, I know. I don't it know it would mean. be harsh because... What will happen is Bournemouth will then get a double game week and everyone will bring in Solanke for the double game week. he'll so the end advantage. Up, yeah.
0: Or he get injured and won't play in yeah. either of them or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, unforeseen circumstances what, yeah, can't be helped. It is what it is. Uh, so how did you guys get on?
1: I'm, I think I'm on 60, I took a minus four, so I think I'm on 67 or something. Uh-huh. But the minus four takes me down to 63. Okay. Um, But obviously I've got Solanke there. And then I've got, um, I had Harland in my team, so he'll come out for Bowen, who had eight. Yeah, okay. So I'll get plus eight, but then potentially with the whole Solanke thing, could be more, could be less. Yeah.
2: Pete? Um, I also
1: forgot to do my team.
2: Lovely. Um, I was absolutely shitting myself because that team did not look good. <laughs> like um, I managed to haul in about like 45 points, and I should have a few more added on to that once it sorts itself out. Um yeah, not, not exactly one to, to write home about.
0: I'm assuming they're going to make a decision on this fixture fairly quickly. Well, Actually, yeah, two, you'd hope think. so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um,
1: well, they're going to have to do it before the weekend.
0: Yeah. Yes, uh, because FPL will probably like pushing. Like, can you hurry <laughs> <can you> up <laughs> and make a decision? Because there's another game week coming <laughs> this week. Um, so, uh, yes, well, there we go. Uh, right, well, let's move on. Uh, as I said, no kick about alternate universe uh, this evening. However, we're going to start with... Probably the one of the worst games of the weekend in reality, but it had the most build up because of the sort of the fixture it is, and of course the history from last season. Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. Um, Dan, how do you how did you kind of feel about this game? Because it was a weird game. Because United, I felt like they were quite poor, but at the same time, decent. This is it was a weird one. Yeah, it was. Uh,
1: yeah, it's difficult. I mean, the game was. Absolutely boring as it was fuck to trash. watch. Um, on the face of it, a 0-0 away at Anfield, the way we're playing, the way they're playing, is is a really good result. Um, I don't want to celebrate it like it is a win, but the fact that everybody and their auntie was saying we'd get beat seven nil again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had thirty four shots on goal, Liverpool. Mm. During that game, you're the first team to stop them from winning at home, there, and stop stop sc-
2: them
1: from scoring, scoring at home yeah. as well. Yeah, so our first draw of the season as well. <laughs> is
0: it really? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think when I, when I first watched the game, obviously Liverpool started really, really well. They started high intensity, as we kind of sort of knew they were. We knew that United were going to have to weather a storm. Looking at the lineup that United had when they were missing Fernandez, they were missing Maguire. Like them or love them, they are two senior players mm. within that United squad. And I did kind of fear for United going into that game a little bit. No, Rashford either. Um, yeah, but I mean that. I know he's
1: been shit this season, but he's still a senior figure, isn't he?
0: Well, he was on the bench. He came. He came off a bench. Yeah, but he's shitting. He? <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, I think you know there needs to there does need to be a little bit of credit here because United did defend mm. with their lives. I thought Varane was outstanding. Yeah, it was. Um I thought Giovanni Evans actually was pretty good yeah. as well.
1: Um, Luke Shaw played well.
0: Yeah, I, I, did, I thought Dallow had a good game, and we'll talk about his red card in a minute. Um, Duke,
2: just quickly, with the, uh, was it Kobe Maynard, isn't it? Yeah. I saw that Johnny Evans was speaking to him quite a lot in the match. Is that just out of experience, or how, I don't know, how, you, how would you ex- respect Johnny Evans out of everyone on the team? He's <laughs> um, a journeyman,
1: I mean, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been there, done it. He's, you know, he, he, uh, He's played he's played enough sort of big big games, big occasion games, I guess, down the years. Won the um, Premier League a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Did he win it? Was he in the Leicester in Leicester's yeah, team man. when they won? He was.
1: I'm pretty sure he's in the United squad when we used to win <laughs> uh, back in 1999. It's been a
0: while, mate. Mm. Um so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if if Kobe Miley's got anything about it, he'll he'll just take everything. He's a really everything. Good player. Phenomenal player. Yeah. Um, so confident. Yeah, I, I think United need to um to nurture that one because he looks like a real talent yeah. for the future. And it won't be long before you're looking for a replacement for Casemiro, and he looks like he yeah. could be a natural step in. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see him coming through. Um, in terms of going the other way, though, you know, it did have a little bit going the other way. You know, it wasn't very often. It happens a couple of times towards the end of the match, but, you know, they had one difficult. or two decent
1: chances. It's difficult when McTominay's your number 10. Mm-hmm.
0: This is true, but, I mean, you know, Garn- when Garnacho goes through, uh, I think it was in the second half, I think, mm. he got clear. And of, of all the defenders coming back, it was Trent. Yeah. And he managed mm. to just get that toe
1: in. Hoyland had the best chance of the oh, game right. as well.
0: Was that so, where was it was at the near post? Mm. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's it was there. So I wouldn't say United were completely... I mean, I I know Liverpool had 30-odd shots, but none of
1: them really... The only one that I can think of that really threatened Anana was the Van Dijk header from, like, point-blank range.
0: Yes. <laughs> um. You know, there was... And he had eight shots on
1: target... Um, most of them were all from sort of 20-30 yards out there
0: yeah I mean according to this clear cut chances was one yeah, and that from about 34 yeah. so yeah I think I think United did very well to limit them I thought um, Liverpool, were, Liverpool were very very poor before we talk about Liverpool though um, what does this do I mean obviously there's been a huge amount of talk about Ten Hag got knocked out of, of Europe midweek. Um, I mean, it, it was looking unlikely we We're going to go through anyway, mm. but as it, ter- as it turned out, even beating Bayern, I don't think would have been enough in the end. Might have got you Europa, but you yeah, have got have you through to the, to the Champions League next stages. Um, I've seen one or two United fans sort of effectively now saying that the season's almost over for you um, because they've, in their mind, written off the league in terms mm. of to top four almost. They almost think that they're not going to get top four. um. I think you're out of the League Cup already. Yep. Um, FA Cup got, got Wigan. Got Wigan. I mean, who, I mean, you know, that could pan Wigan. out. I Wigan, suppose. Wigan are dog shit. So yeah, um, there's no European football now for for United. Not even Europa. So is there a risk now that we've nothing, nothing too much to get themselves going for that things do drop away a little bit again? That not really. I,
1: I think the fact we're not in Europe now gives us more time to concentrate on the on the FA Cup and the Premier League. I know that top four's gonna be tough, but it's still we've got a squad capable of doing it. Just need to pull our fingers out our asses and actually start playing football. Mm. I'm hoping we'll look to the January transfer. I've I've seen that we're looking at the um, Stuttgart
0: striker. Yeah, I can't. <clears throat> don't ask me to pronounce his name or tell you his name. Yeah, was. I
1: can't remember. He's scored like 18 goals in 14 games, um, and he's only got like a 17 million release clause. Wow. Yeah, so sucks to be Stuttgart, do not it? Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think Hoyland does need someone to take the pressure off him, and it's, it's not going to be Martial.
0: No, um, Martial. Uh, I mean, the, the problem is, is, United, as we've spoken about before, they need such a big clear out yeah. of, of that squad. There was so much dead wood there. Um, Martial needs to go Sancho. Sancho, I think Hoyland's Um, now, nice <laughs> Hoyland. The trouble is with Hoyland is that he reminds me of uh, a certain football player that plays for us. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about, who just sort of like wants to score goals. <laughs> and the longer, it, you know, exactly what I'm talking about, Daniel, yeah. He goes on and on and on. And it's almost like the, the pressure builds on themselves and they're putting the pressure on themselves. He just needs that one or two goals in the Premier League just to get that monkey off his back. And then the media will stop looking at him and then they'll, and they'll move on to their next target. But all the while, he's not scoring. All the focus, all the attention is on him because he is the main man. Rashford's playing poor. Anthony's dog shit. Um, and Scott McTominay still your t- club's top scorer. I'm not saying
1: probably. Yeah,
0: uh, certainly is in the league anyway.
2: Yeah. That that's true though because you look at Havertz now. Havertz has yeah he scored what, a couple of goals bag, about four or five goals. No
0: one's speaking about him now. No, exactly. Um, by the way, I, I think we I mean, we are down to talked about Arsenal later, but Havertz is finished. Was so poor. He <laughs> was so lucky that that went in. It was basically straight of the keeper. They all count me. Well, no, that's it. And when you're in a little bit of form, those are the ones that go in. Um, so yeah. talking about strikers in form, I will not have any Liverpool fan tell
1: me that Darwin Nunes is a good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Liverpool quickly then. Um, how disappointing were they? I mean, mm. I thought they were absolutely dreadful in this game. I thought their their quality on the ball was awful. Um, the decision-making from some of their players was so bad. But when Diaz,
1: I think, sort of got tackled by Inanna and the ball rolled out to Darwin, and then he just stood there, like, <laughs> waving his arms about I genuinely couldn't <laughs>
0: believe that he did that. Did you hear Jamie Carrick? Jamie yeah. Carrick, I think, had kittens in the commentary <laughs> box didn't. when he did that. So what's he doing? It's got a tap. He didn't have a tap in it. I don't think no, he was going to get d- there. I don't think he would. Um, but the very fact that he... I don't know if he looked at that ball and just assumed it was going out and therefore just tried to yeah, claim yeah. the penalty um but yeah i mean you know salah has, has often had the criticism about sort of like head down wanting to shoot them out of what cody Gakpo was was at it as well with some mm-hmm. of his weird shots he, he's a player that also is escaping criticism the yeah. he's been poor this I'm year i'm glad we didn't sign him because he mm. was heavily linked with us um so yeah i, I really think that liverpool are missing someone like diego Jota. diego Jota seems to be mm. a little bit of the yeah. unsung hero in that team and the, and the guy that kind of links them together and makes it all tick it's it's actually quite scary. You look at that Liverpool squad because there was a um, they were panning over up the bench, and you had
2: like Robertson on the bench, McAllister. you, know, you look at their bench and you just think,
1: "Fuck me, they they've got a squad and a half." Well, that's what when they were talking about at halftime that you know which team do you think is going to go on and win it? And Roy Keane said that you know if it'll be anyone, it'll be Liverpool just because of the team they've got on the bench that can come on. Whereas yeah. United didn't really they've have any other basically. than Rashford, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and I don't actually think McAllister ever came off the no, bench. No, um, they brought Elliot and um, Gomes. Yeah, yeah and so they Gomes. had Elliot and on, Curtis, Curtis Jones. Jones. Curtis Jones who, yes. They came on later in the game, but the, the first two they made was... um, One of them was Cody Gakpo. Mm. I can't remember who the other one they brought on was. Um, but they took off Z- Zobosla, I hope you pronounce his name, and I thought he was actually having quite a good game. Mm. And as soon as they took him off, Liverpool did look like they lost a little bit of that impetus well, they had in the Liverpool game.
2: Liverpool looked better once they... Gave um, Trent a bit more freedom.
0: Yes, because they cause brought they him into midfield,
2: change, yeah, didn't they? Him into midfield. And Harvey Elliott as well. We had like a 10-minute 10, 10 cameo. Yeah. Unreal player. Well, I don't know why he's not getting more
0: minutes. Yeah, he's a very, he's a very good player. Um, but uh, no, I thought Liverpool were very, very poor. Um, I mean, Darwin, as I had him in my FPL team for a couple of weeks until I sort of read the uh, signs and took him out. I he hasn't scored now since October. I think it's nine games yeah. he hasn't scored now. You hear
2: me out. I'm taking him out of my team this week. You watch him
0: score. <laughs> right, you've heard it here first, yeah. everyone. Get Nunes in your team. Pete's taking him out. Yeah, I just don't really understand where it is, because every now and then, and you hear certain media people, and, and also like Jurgen Klopp and say, you know, there's there's a player there, you know, the, he's got all these erratic abilities you'd, want, you'd hate to defend against him. It's like, well, yeah, but he doesn't score goals Mm. you're you're a main striker you're a main number nine and you don't score goals Um, and even I don't know what sort of his shots to uh, goals ratio is but I imagine it's pretty lousy so yeah all in all a really poor game of football Um, I didn't think that Wolves versus West Ham would be game of the day um, (laughs) when you had Liverpool v Man United on later in the day Um, but um, I imagine the punters did well out of that as well because Mm. I would imagine most people probably put Liverpool to win in that Mm. game uh, let's talk about the red card for Diego Dallo right at the end of the game. Um, Dan, your thoughts? I think it's fucking
1: pathetic. <laughs> I, I think it's just the referee trying to make the game about him. Like you've got a derby match, you know. ever things are going to be heated. The ball clearly came off of Salah. I would be fucking pissed off if the referee gave it like <laughs> mm. uh, like that. And I, you I, like don't get me wrong. Give me another card for back fair enough. But unless he like. Violently abused. I mean, verbally, the referee in some way. I can't understand how he's given him two yellow cards for that one instant.
0: Well, as you say, it was, it was obviously a, a a throw into United. It was it mm. was clear as day. Given the situation, it was this was ninety fourth minute of the game. Man United on the verge of getting a point mm. against a team that you know they've been Liverpool have been all over Man United for most of this game. Just didn't really create a great deal, but this is a massive point for Man United and the passion is obviously there at that point just read the room right yeah. you know what i mean i appreciate we're trying to clamp down on dissent and stuff and we shouldn't give players an easy out and i don't actually have a problem with giving him a yellow card for, yeah, for yeah. the excuse me for the initial reaction yeah i agree where he like really like sort of like threw his arms mm. down in a strop but then actually when because they showed a camera that stayed on Dallow for the entire sequence and the second reaction is so minor mm. And I kept watching and thinking, that he must do something else. He must talk. He must mm. look over the referee and give him some verbal. So unless he said something under his breath that the ref heard, but then, you know, you could argue all, that's rare. the ref for-
1: had to do was sort of say something like, you know, keep going, I'm going to give you a second yellow. Yeah. And I'm sure he would have stopped. But he's, I'm pretty sure the ref didn't even say anything to him. He's just straight away giving him two yellow yeah. cards.
0: Yeah. He, he, he saw the second reaction uh, and the second yellow. And then out. earlier
1: in the game, when I think Darwin pushed Luke Shaw over and got a yellow card... And then he starts clapping the referee. Yes, exactly uh, that. Giving him a yellow card.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. He'd already. Darwinus had a massive go at the lino. Um, was it? A, was it a foul that he gave? Yeah, or something I think like he that.
1: just shoulder barged Luke Shaw when the ball was nowhere even near him.
0: Gave the lino a barrage of abuse, mm. got yellowed, and then started sarcastically clapping. It's like if that isn't a double yeah. yellow, well, then what is? <coughs> so yes, yeah, so we go back to the, the whole consistency thing. So, um, and look, I could I could sort of understand why. If this was early on in the game, the referee would want to clamp down early in the game, set your stool out early. But to do it in the 94th minute yeah. just seemed mm. really just mad. Really did. Um so um yes, yeah, not not a not a not a classic, not one that will live long in the memory of this game, which has given us some amazing games down the years. Um, uh, but a massive point for United nonetheless. Yeah.
2: Who who comes in for Dallas now then? If he's suspended. I'm Which is fair.
0: okay have you got any of your other players due back anytime soon Casemiro um, plays players like no, that Martinez ain't
1: back for a while Bruno's back now, yeah isn't he? he just had a one game suspension yeah. Yeah. who have you got next
0: Uh, you really yeah oh yes it is yes you're right it's mm. Saturday isn't it <laughs> oh, kick about Derby and Liverpool have got Arsenal yeah we've got, we've got, Liverpool, got Liverpool midweek in the yeah. um in the, in the cup. cup yeah um. So uh, yeah, some tasty games coming up this weekend. Right. Let's move on then and talk about the other club in Manchester, Manchester City. Uh, Manchester City two, Crystal Palace two, more. Um. Uh, yeah. More. More weird performances and and, and results for Man City. Um, this game lost me thirty quid. <laughs> it's a whore from you, isn't it? Um, third consecutive home draw. Now. I appreciate that with certain clubs like Man City, like Liverpool in years gone by, it doesn't seem to take much for the media to suddenly use the word crisis. Mm. Um, and I'm certainly not going to be using it myself because it's not. But there are some issues um, within this Man City team and they seem to have lost the ability to to defend, mm. quite frankly. Um, they, they've lost the ability to sort of control games in the way that we've become accustomed to with Man City. Um and I don't know about anybody else, but when Man City went 2 up against a team like Palace, with all due respect, I didn't see any way back no, 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 no. in this game. Um, any, I mean, any, I, any ideas what's going on with City here? I didn't... I, I
1: can't remember if this game was on TV or not. Was it 3 o'clock then? It was game, 3 o'clock, it? Yeah. I think, yeah. But I watched Match of the Day, and 99% of the highlights were Palace... Uh, sorry, were City, other than the two goals. Yeah.
2: Um, well, that...
1: Uh, the, the first goal they scored was their first effort on goal. No, so
2: yeah, it says it all. Yeah. Mm. It's just switching off at the back. I am mm. not. I have no idea what the hell is happening at City, but I did say a few weeks ago, if you want to give them a 10-point lead, are they still going to win the league? Yeah. You're still going to come if we say mm. they win the league now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, the trouble is, is that City have done this to us before. But that's, the mm. problem is... The thing with City
1: is they can go on that run where they'll win 10 games in a row and catch up.
0: I've got no doubt they'll
1: they'll still win. Whereas other teams, Arsenal and Liverpool, can't. They they don't have enough about them to go on that ten game yeah. winning run for that long. Yeah, yeah.
0: They, They'll go on a four or five game winning streak yeah. and then they might lose a game, yeah. we'll drop and, drop some points here and there. What was it? City are just not relentless. Seven
2: points clear
0: now. Mm. Thank um, off. C- Arsenal so isn't it? No. City a uh, five points oh, okay. between Arsenal and City who are in, Which is is currently in fourth and in they've little. not won in how many games? Oh, they've it. won one in their last six. Wow. Uh, Man <laughs> City. So and that was that has to be back there. from one nil down against Luton. Yes, very true, it was, yes. It has was, to yes. be their worst form in years. It's, uh yeah, I mean, I haven't got the table. I mean, maybe uh, what I should have done is looked at sort of a comparison table between 17 points in there. Actually, let me see if I can find it. Lo- I'll saw... cut this bit of the podcast out. If <laughs> about.
2: I saw one of those, actually. It uh, must have been yesterday. But they showed their points accumulated over like, the past few seasons. And this is their worst start to the Premier League since before 2010, I believe.
0: Yeah, I, I remember it <coughs> was a way... I think it's on this site, I'm sure it is, where you can actually look at their league position and forms. Um, Do you reckon this could be Guardiola's last season? It's very difficult to, to say because he doesn't spend this many years at clubs mm. historically. Um, I don't know. He's won
1: the Champions League now. He has won everything, has he? thought that he was holding out for that Champions League.
0: Just trying to trying to find a complete table. Right. So yeah, Man City last last year they had forty one points. They uh, won thirteen games, drawn two, and lost two. This season they've drawn four and lost three and have thirty four points. So they got more points this season. Uh no, they had forty one. Oh, we said thirty one. Yeah, forty one compared to thirty four, so seven points worse off. Um, they also scored 50 goals and only conceded 18 it is 40 and 20 so goals conceded is about the same but they scored 10 less so the statistics are tracking in the downward way which you would kind of expect based on recent form but they're still not I mean they're not a million miles away are no. they um, so um, yeah I don't know uh, you know Harlan was he, is he that much of a miss are they are they really missing De Bruyne uh, you know for that little bit of cutting edge I mean, they've still got an awful. Yeah, but he's been out
1: most of the season, and they've only been struggling the last five games or so.
0: Yeah, I mean, dare I say it? When you look at that front line, um, when you look at Foden, Greenish, and Alvarez, is there a, is there weaknesses there? I mean, well, that's maybe, the thing. Is they've still got stronger squad than any. Well, team this is the Premier thing. League, like, they, I wouldn't. I would. I don't look at Foden, and say he's a weak player. Alvarez, he's a bit hit and miss in terms mm. of goals. You know, he started the season really well. I think he, you know scored quite. To be a few fair, goals.
1: I mean. He was unlucky not to have scored in this game because <laughs> Rodrigo ran in front of the goalkeeper as the ball went all the way in from yes, a free kick. Yes, that's very
0: true. Uh, Grealish, obviously, he, he chips in with a goal here mm. and there as well. So there are definitely goals in that front three, but this is for some reason, uh, although saying that, the problem is not necessarily there right now. Is it? It's at the other end. Yeah, it's concentration uh, at the back. Ruben, Ruben Diaz looks a shell of the player that he's been in recent seasons. Guardiola was crap. guardiola has been awful. Is uh, yeah. Laporte still there or has he left? Uh, didn't yeah. he go to Saudi did he don't think he's at City I'm sure oh, he left I'm him at Saudi yeah. yeah. he was uh, a good player I think they've still got um where is he at yeah he's in uh, he's in Al Nasser isn't that no, oh, out, run out, Al out Al of his Aros team, team yeah. how
1: old is he <clears> 29
0: he's come to fucking Saudi right <laughs> so yeah a, a poor result for Man City I don't necessarily think this is going to be a. You know, the problem is, is, that we we the way we're talking here mm. makes it sound like there is a real problem there. But ultimately, it's only going to take one or two games to get this back on back under control, if you like. And if the teams above them even draw one or two games, all of a sudden, see you're back within two points of the lead. Mm. So it's all still so tight. It's nice to see that we've got just six points separating the top five, which is very mm. nice to see. Um, I don't necessarily think that. Uh, when I when I look at that top four right now...
1: That's going to be hard to break up.
0: Yes, I'm looking at the teams below them who are going to want Champions League football. I'm looking at Spurs, I'm looking at Newcastle, I'm looking at yourselves, uh, looking at United there. And I'm looking at that and thinking, right, who drops out of that top four for any one of them mm. teams to come in? Yeah. Well, I don't they're, know. They're the I mean, easy they're, pick, they're aren't they? are the most informed team in the league. They're the easy ones to pick just because <laughs> so of, so like, are United historical. Themselves. Yeah, but
1: Villa are much better than us. So. <laughs> yeah
0: um but i mean villa i think they're the most they're the informed team in the entire league right now Uh, you know they've beaten beaten man city beaten arsenal in the last week Mm. come back from behind to beat brentford you know that was a one of those games that you know when you're not playing at your best you find Mm. ways to win that's 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 a compliment that we often pay Mm -hmm. to the big teams who are regularly challenging for the title so yeah it's it's looking quite tasty um Flicking the script slightly, uh, let's talk about Palace. Mm. Very much other end of the spectrum here. No win in the last six. I don't know if it got that run extends beyond that. Um, they, are, should they be looking over their shoulders a little bit? We always say they're never really in any danger, but I mean, they're only eight, eight points above the uh, relegation zone. That's quite a lot.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's quite a lot for
0: that. One, one win, from, one win from Luton me. or Burnley or Sheffield United yeah, or something that that is a lot different. Three teams
1: don't really win games.
2: If you're saying one win, they've all had a collective of two wins all season. In 17.
0: All right. Fucking like, we've got to build a narrative on this show, guys. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Work with me. Uh, uh, did we all enjoy Roy Hodgson laughing at yeah, Pep Guardiola? <laughs> very enjoyable. That's a man who literally has no cares left in the world of football, is it? Um, but, uh yeah, I think Palace need to be very careful, though, because I foresee Elise and Eze having a lot of interest in them. Uh, either in January or Mm. in the summer and they've done very very well to avoid uh, a big drop off when Zahar left he was obviously the talisman there for a long time if those two go Mm. I think they're in serious serious trouble because who who steps up for them they really get rid of them though if the money's right, and everyone's got their price. If Man City, let's just say for argument's sake, Man City decide they don't want Pacitar anymore, and I hope this is true. Let's say they decide actually want Elisa instead. <coughs> so fairly similar plays. Elisa tends to pay a bit wider than Pacitar does. Um, Elisa's younger. Um, <coughs> so could they throw If they came along to Palace and said, we'll give, you, we'll give you 85, 90 million for him, are Palace really going to turn that down?
1: I don't think it's city material. I think it's more it more like, would, would you would you, you have thought Grealish was, was when they bought him? Yeah, Grealish was much better than Elise is. Okay. You wanted to I I, rid- I, <laughs> I like the way that Elise plays. He's he's trouble, but
2: I I can't see Eze potentially. Of, I can't see him getting rid of their prized assets like mid-season, especially mid-season.
0: Yeah, what well, about but, the end of the season? You think they could do it then?
2: Yeah, absolutely, but it's whether I mean Palace they both you want to get rid of them they have they both,
0: they've both not long signed contracts right I think certainly I know they did they did because yeah, of the, yeah, the interest of Chelsea it's a lot
2: easier for Palace just to go right well we've sold an asset for 80 odd million or so let's let's get three players in 18 million each yeah and then it comes then down then to and
0: they can build again yeah it comes down to how well you spend the money whereas
2: Man City United and, and all the teams that are up there they can't really afford them risks of getting an 18 million pound player in and expect them just to chuck on for the season yeah
0: no, I think of all the clubs up there, I think City are probably the only ones who can realistically do that and get away with the the criticism because it took Grealish an entire season mm-hmm. to get to grips and nobody really made there was a few grumbles about Grealish and stuff like that, but for the most part, everyone was just like he's well, got to learn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It seems to sort of like it's like a it's like a pass with, with them. If Elise or Eze went to United or he went to Liverpool or he went to Arsenal for nearly 100 million the spotlight scrutiny they're going to be under is is much more intense and if they don't perform within the first couple of months they'll be branded a flop straight away Um, you know you look at how everyone's been treating uh, when Sancho first turned up when when since Mount's gone there Darwin Nunes in Liverpool Anthony Calvin, Anthony, Anthony Calvin Phillips at City he's probably the only one at City who's probably not escaped the criticism and he was only 50 million yeah. so I, say it, I, about I say it that, only but yeah <laughs> so um, yeah it's going to be interesting to see um, but you know this is Man City, we're talking about anybody that writes them off at the moment, do it at your peril. I mean, <laughs> if you if you haven't learned by now that Man City eventually will come good, um, then, you know, you need your brain examining. But, you know, I who knows?
1: Odds on them have gone down at all. I should imagine they, they've gone they, down a they bit. They dropped a bit, but they're still above evens.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I mean, ultimately, that's always... Uh, that's always dictated by who's doing the betting mm. um, so if everyone is suddenly lumping loads of money on there probably would have been a spat of people just throwing fivers on Villa 2.5 there'd have been there'd have been a lot of people really 2.5 oh, right. that's probably got be worth a 20 worth quid 5. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well no, you won't get huge returns on that um, you know, from 20 quid you have to put a lot more down to get anything yeah. sizable but um, Villa of 15 to 1 yeah, I mean that's that's more worth your tenner, isn't it, just for shits and giggles? So anyway, let's talk about Villa. Let's not go on 251 to two hundred and fifty-one. What West Ham? How far? Uh, how much far further away are we from United? Edwin, what do you reckon, 2000? West Ham? Thousand. One thousand five
1: hundred and one. Wow, mm. not far enough in my opinion. Chelsea, one thousand to one.
0: <laughs> they think Chelsea are more likely to win the league than us. Absolute <laughs> piss take. <laughs> Not happy about that. Um, <laughs> yes, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Villa because they've had an incredible run and it's still going. Coming back from behind to beat a Brentford side that are kind of in the mud a bit, aren't they? Brentford at the moment they're really missing Buermo and Tony. Um, they need something to get them going again. They just seem to be going through the motions at the moment. Brighton, uh, sorry, Brentford. Um, but the game was interesting, though. Should we say? Uh, what did you guys make of the pantomime stuff that went on towards the end it's of the game? Fucking embarrassing.
2: How how you can have Martinez, which is what, about six foot five? He's not exactly uh a, a small and he's not skinny, is he? No. <laughs> trying to get bodied by was I Neil Morpe. No way, more. I'm not having that.
0: I mean it was it was <laughs> it was stupid for Morpe to do it. He was obviously trying to garner a reaction, mm. he was trying to wind Martinez up. Mm. Um but obviously what, what ensued from that was was embarrassing to see what Martinez did. Then it got worse. Um I think I can't remember, did Watkins had he already scored? I think he had. Watkins had already scored gives it the big into the crowd because I think there was he said there was mm. somebody in the crowd that was yeah. giving him a ton of abuse didn't say it was racial um thankfully and he did say he'd been giving him grief all game so it was it was very much targeted that one person mm-hmm. um then of course uh, I think it was Leo, was it Leon Bailey actually who did the back pass I think it was so oh, that that would have been a, yeah that would have been a yeah. lovely minus fucking free for me if that <laughs> in. Mean, um and then yeah, he sort of stayed, everyone's kind of like reacting to the fact that Leo Bailey's nearly scored an own goal from the halfway line. And then Morpe just jogs log, runs into Martinez, and everything ensues. And then we get the opposite where Martinez he didn't even really lean on him with anything, he just sort of like nudged him a little bit as he went past. Mm-hmm. Martinez froze. Was uh, sorry, Morpe froze himself to the floor. Martinez then grabs him by the shirt, tries to yank him to the feet, and then everyone else fucking comes running over. Everyone's getting involved. It's everyone's calling each other a cunt. Everyone's pushing each other without actually doing anything, and then Kamara gets sent off for <coughs> slapping someone in the face. I don't understand
2: how can Kamara get sent off for that when Martinez is literally tried resurrecting <laughs> more off the ground.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the most interesting thing was I saw Unai Emery was going mad at Martinez trying yeah, to get yeah. him away. Did you see John McGinn's reaction to Kamara? No. So John McGinn was, obviously, he's club captain. He was absolutely seething with Kamara for, for doing what he did. he saw what Kamara did and knew, he knew straight away he was going to get sent off. And he went livid at Kamara. He was like, oh, right, you could see him right in his head going, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And you think for, for a Villa side right now who are in a position that they are... They can't afford to get... They don't need to get involved in mm. stuff like this. You're winning the game. Let Brentford do all of that stuff. Just focus on what you're doing. You're obviously doing stuff right. You don't need to get involved mm. in it. Um, but uh, anyway, I put it to you guys um, about Villa. Where can they go? You know, Is this a realistic title challenge? Is this a realistic top four? I think
1: title challenge, no, but top four, definitely. At what point... I think they'll be the Newcastle of last season. Yeah.
0: yeah. At what point will you change your mind after, the they've lif- after they've lifted the trophy when he's right yeah <laughs> uh,
1: if they're still there with five games to go
0: really that late yeah okay um, yeah I mean look I, I it'd be foolish of me to sit here and say yes I absolutely expect but you're to be it
1: to right. I, I hope that they, they are there I hope that you know there's sort of two three four teams in the race and it's not done by well it won't be done by Christmas but and it's not done early on but um, we've, we saw it with Newcastle Mm. And then, you know, the, they were they in Europe? No, they weren't.
0: In Europe? They got to the, it was the League Cup final that yeah. seemed to be the, the fl- flip yeah, of was the it, switch. Yeah. Whereas um, Villa were
1: obviously in Europe and they, they could probably go quite far in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would, to be fair, if Villa don't win that conference league, I think that's a bit of a miss because mm. they're easily good enough to win yeah. that competition.
1: Not that um, anyone cares about that competition. But...
0: You don't care about you. <laughs> I just think when you look... Oh, I fucking nibble on that, <laughs> don't you worry.
2: <laughs> when you're looking at it realistically though, you've got City, which aren't going to stay fourth, so they've lost that position there. Spurs, they've still got the likes of, oh, Doggy's got a comeback now. Madison... Van um in Newcastle as well got a load of players out. United, hopefully they actually flick a switch at
1: some point in the we've season. We've got players out as well. If I can mention that.
2: Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. You'll 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 then flick your switch as well and find some form. So they've got a lot of competition coming up. You need to respect where where Villa are, but ultimately it's uh, it's just a little bit of a, a love goals story for. at
0: the moment. Yeah, so I just noticed that of all the teams in and around Manchester United, their goal score is absolutely embarrassing. Yeah. Um, you're not your conceding is not horrendous. No, we've had quite a few clean sheets. I think no Onama's had the most clean Yeah. Sheets. <laughs> um but eighteen goals scored in seventeen games is fucking embarrassing, mate. Yeah. That's why we need uh, Stuttgart stuck mate. matey. Only pa- Palace, Forest, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield United are worse.
2: Mm. The problem yeah. is, is that when you when you sign strikers, it's all just it's like
1: Vegor, Schweinsteiger, yeah. uh, Ronaldo. There needs to be a yeah, a plan needs to be there Yeah, that's the problem. There's no plan with our recruitment. No. Um, but um,
0: yes. Uh, Ivan Tony for Brentford now back in training. Um, I think I heard fourteenth of January. I think is when his ban officially mm. ends. Is that when the Afcon players go? Um, it'll be around that time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So if uh, if I don't know how long and out for. Um, I think he's out till March. I don't
1: think. He's oh wow! To go,
0: okay,
2: yeah. so take a few piggies in the old FPL bank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ivan Tony is. You know they are literally. Uh, Praying mm-hmm. for, for his return and for the, the, you know, imagine he comes back in his injured first game. You know, that would be literal, um that would be horrible for them. I don't think they're in any danger of getting relegated or anything silly like that, but they do need to be a little bit careful because they're in really bad play, in a really bad form at the moment. They're not scoring goals um and they can't stop conceding them either. Is Frank in danger? No, I don't think. I think he's got more than enough credit in the bank there at Brentford. Mm. Um, I'd, Unless they get, unless this slide continues for another. Seven eight games, then maybe mm. you know have that conversation. But this is
1: quite, I think, top of the chopping block at the moment. Steve Cooper.
0: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Steve Cooper. You um, don't think he
1: deserves credit?
0: I just think that the the pressure that will come from the matey in the the the, the chairman. The great guy. The great guy. The money that he spent on that yeah. team, the players they brought in. I think that,
1: <coughs> whenever they lose a one a one, you.
0: Yeah, he, he is so massive for them, mm. isn't he? They I mean I watched that game on Friday night and holy shit, so was one of the worst games of football I've seen in a mm. while. But Forrest have nothing up front. I mean they had Chris Wood on the bench and they didn't start him. Yeah. That's what they think mm. of him.
1: They started with That's a L- weird sign. I don't know why they
0: signed him. No, they had Langer up front and Gibbs White. I don't know if he was nominated as the striker whether it was somebody else. It might have been. Um but they yeah, they're just toothless mm. up front, they really are. Um they, if Spurs you know, really wanted to. I think they could have probably gone on and won that game a lot more comfortably. Yeah. They made our work of it in the end. I felt, um, but they got the job done. Um, so yeah. But I just feel like with Brentford, Thomas Frank's got enough in the, enough in the tank. I don't think he's in any danger right now. But if we get to you know the middle part of January and they've not really picked up many points, I mean I don't know what their <coughs> their runner fixtures is like in the next little while. Um, so they've got us soon. Uh, fixtures mm-hmm. so. Obviously, no game this weekend because of the City postponement. Uh, Wolves, Palace, um, Nottingham Forest, Spurs, City. So some winnable games there, certainly in the, the first couple. Um, but yeah, they need to start picking up some points. Um, I think what will keep, the, as you said earlier, I think what will keep the heat off of pay, uh, managers like him and Roy Hodgson is the fact that unless Luton, Burnley and Sheffield United start winning games... Mm teams are going to be reasonably comfortable that yeah. they've only got to win one every three games and they'll keep their heads well and truly above the water anyway. So, um, uh, right. And just before we go on, um, obviously we talked about the Kamara red card. What about the Ben Mee red card? Any complaints there from you guys on this one?
2: I can't actually remember yeah, I generally...
0: So this was where, uh, I think it was a free kick or a corner ball got cleared. Uh, Leon Bailey gets there first and Ben Mee is coming back oh, yeah, and, yeah. and lunges at mm. him um, and catches him halfway up his leg. Um, for me, it was a red card, but I just didn't know whether you guys sort.
2: It looked worse slowed down. Yeah, another one of those, but not really one that you can argue with. It wasn't the best red card silly. of the weekend.
0: <laughs> the best red card of the weekend. Is that what is that what it's coming to now, is we're judging red cards by like excitement <laughs> factor? Red him card, him him red him card him of the month. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I was <laughs> um, so yes, uh, right. Let's move on. Let's talk about West Ham three Wolves nil. Um, I think there's genuinely now. I think I've heard Netflix are making a uh, a, a TV series about the relationship between Wolves and VAR um, because. <laughs> What is going on? I mean, I'm a West Ham fan, so I will say that I don't think Koufal should have just been given a red card. He could be a fucking jail for that challenge on, I don't think it was, um, what was the guy's name? Let me find his name. Uh, Bellegarde. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this is uh, running down the wing towards Belegard mm-hmm. and he leaves it late but he, he goes with his mm-hmm. elbow do, do you know what it sort of wasn't quite as violent obviously but it reminded me a little bit of the Pedro Mendes one from years ago <laughs> where Ben Thatcher fucking nil killed the man it wasn't quite as bad but it's the same thing you know running at pace leading with the elbow and I don't think he got a um, he didn't get a yellow card for it he, he yeah, got his yellow card much later right, on exactly. in the game Astonishing uh, that. And so I don't think he would he was in a great mood. I think he was pretty pragmatic. I think he's just given up with VR, Gary O'Neill anyway. They was a disallowed a goal which would have made it 2-1, uh, which would have been made it very interesting by the finest of margins. Um you, you were a bit hurt by Gary O'Neill's comments at the end of the match, to you yeah? What did he say? Well,
2: given he used to play for you, he had absolutely no respect for you whatsoever. What did he say? He, I didn't he said that pretty much said that he needs to be picking up points against teams like West Ham.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and the chances that were given to you were very um, soft, which I, I not necessarily I agree with, because Kudas literally ripped half their fucking team into...
0: Yeah, I thought
2: Fowen's goal was very savable.
0: Yes, I thought that was because well, he was quite wide. He didn't mm, hit that hard. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I think I disagree with with O'Neill to say that the maybe he's talking about the way in which we carve them open. Perhaps his team were this team were very open, like certainly for the Kudis's, uh second goal. I think
2: I think what what he's meaning to get at is you're an easy three points, or you should <laughs> should have been an easy three points. Uh, I
0: then mean, again, he
2: has played for half the. Uh, this is true. I mean,
0: I don't necessarily disagree with him that West Ham should should be a team that you're targeting points from yeah. because we are so hit and miss, and we are normally quite easy to play against and predict. It's,
2: it's just embarrassing when you lose 3-0 and then say them
0: comments. Yes, it is a little bit. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if that's a slight deflection or what. But yeah, you know, in fairness, you know, this this is the the sort of performance of West Ham that I've been craving for. Um, excuse me. And we were like it midweek as well against Freiburg in the in the Europa League. The first half of that game we were outstanding. Um, not so much in the second half. That was a bit of a damn squid but we got the job you done by then. Done though, yeah. um, and with this one I felt like you know, that we went so much more purpose in our attacking plan. There was a little bit more intensity going forward mm. and 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 uh, and and pressing the ball. So I just wonder if that Fulham result last weekend has given not only the manager but the players a kick up the ass mm. um to make them realise actually, yes, you've got some superstar players in there, but you're you know, if you don't fucking turn up, you will get battered by anyone in this league. Yeah. Um so I thought Pakatar was absolutely outstanding in this game. Kudus, I, I think Dare I say it, and I'm you know wearing my West Ham hat here a little bit, is he got me one of the signings of the season so far? Fucking quality player. I mean he's scored I think he's now 11, <laughs> 11 goals, I think it is, and two assists in his mm. thirteen or fourteen Premier League games. Or if, I don't know if that's all competition for West Ham. Um he cost us 38 million. You know, you look at some of the other price tags on players in the last year or two. Um so yeah, he's been an outstanding buy. Bowen was was good. And Bowen, unfortunately, and well, unfortunately for Antonio is going to keep Antonio out of the team because bowing through the middle at the moment is looking good. Mm. Uh,
2: you, you called this the other week as well and I still don't put Kudos on my
0: team. What, he was a good shout yeah. for FPL, yeah. Um, yeah, I think
1: with... Anything, yeah, because I thought about Kudos. the only thing that put me off is he's quite keen on yellow cards.
0: Uh, he has picked up a couple, yeah. But um, I think he got 16 points at the weekend, yeah, so yeah, anyone that yeah. captain him would have had a lovely old time. Mm. Um so yes, well, I mean the very pleasing thing or the very funny thing actually from FPL point of view is that like thirty three percent of people have got Ariola in their team. A lot of us have got Ariola mm. in their team, and he hasn't gotten a clean sheet since game week five, I think. And the one time West Ham keep a clean sheet, Fabianski was in goal. Do um, you
1: think he gets his place back?
0: I don't know. It's interesting because Ariola had a little bit of a knock, and he's he's been back for the last two games. Oh, he's been on, he? he's been on the bench. Oh. So I don't know whether this is Fabianski's. You know, he's sort of made the place known. He's been given the opportunity, so he's going to keep yeah, it now. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Really, really interesting to see how he handles this because I think Ariola would be forgiven for thinking that the number one shirt was his yeah. now, and that he would just walk back in the team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that now. <coughs> um, but uh, yes, I don't really know what else to say about West Ham because they're an enigma. This is. I, I spend one week whinging about them and the next week praising them. But this is the life of a West Ham fan because this is what we mm-hmm. want to see, and then we can easily turn up against United at the weekend and stink the place up, and you could be us two nil. Um, yeah, that game sc- could
1: definitely go either way. <laughs> <one.
0: laughs>
2: so you're not you're not going to do a live stream of that,
0: are you? I'd I'd love to, and I'd love to. I'd love to go down the pub and watch it, but unfortunately, I have prior engagements because um, you just don't want
2: to see a nil nil, do
0: you? No, it's not that. Um, <laughs> my fiance's sister very selfishly has a birthday on the 23rd of December. Uh. So I'm out all day. So I'm putting when it's. Oh no. <laughs> I don't think I'll even be able to watch it myself. I'll be uh, sat in the corner of the restaurant with it on my phone I'll keep then, you updated. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I might put my hood up and just have the game in front of me. <laughs> no. So yeah, it, this this is um it's an interesting one with this because Moy still doesn't have a contract. There's still no talk of a contract. Um and there's there is a real split in the fan base right now, and I see it all the time on all the fan groups and the social media posts. There is a whole group of fans who are looking at this from a statistical point of view and a realistic point of view, I guess, in that Moyes has got, I think, the second highest win rate of any West Ham manager in history. He's won us a trophy. He's brought stability to the club. Other than last year's Premier League run, he's been pretty damn good in the Premier League. Um, And at times, like at the weekend, we can turn it on and play really well. We've got a great squad I get all that. And the other side of the coin, the other side of the fans, if you like, are the ones who are saying, yeah, we get all that, but it's fucking boring to watch. Mm-hmm. We're paying an awful lot of money to go and watch this. Um, we're too easy to play against. We're predictable. And yes, we can have the odd flash in the pan game like this, but then a week later, we'll go back to being the sort of like standoff, mm-hmm. give them give give up 70% possession at home against shit teams. <coughs> so it, it, there's a real split in the fan base. So I think at the moment, um, I think the West Ham hierarchy probably do need to carry on doing what they're doing and just wait um, because if there is any signs of improvement from Moyes, i he gets them playing like this a little bit more regularly, then you'll start to see more of those West Ham fans come back, come mm. back into camp Moyes. And I don't think any of them have necessarily got, apart from a few idiots who've really got like a, I absolutely want him out of the club now at all costs. I think it's just a case of look, get him to change his tactics, and we'll all, we'll all come back, we'll all come back onto his side because no one is gonna. Dismiss what he's done and the achievements that he's brought mm-hmm. to the club, and look, we can all take the piss out of the conference. I get it, but it's still a a, a night that will live and live on in the in the fans' memories for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Mourinho
1: is leaving Roma at the end of the season.
0: Oh, don't, don't, even, <laughs> don't even joke. <laughs> um, so yes, it's it's going to be interesting to see what he does. But I, I genuinely think that if if Moyes can get something like that performance more consistently over the next two months it would not surprise me if he gets a new contract mm. um, and look I wouldn't be against that I know I've, I've shit on Moyes a lot but if he does change his way that's all I've ever wanted change your ways change your tactics and if we do start playing in a more positive way and getting the best out of players like Kudus Bowen Pakitar then I'm all for it because mm. the squad the squad basis is is there to really have something and I'm really enjoying the link up play between Kudus Bowen and Pakitar they look like they've got a really good mm. relationship on the pitch already so uh, we'll wait and see um so, yes, uh, Wolves... I don't know if you guys saw this game or not on Super Sunday, but I actually felt like Wolves, again, did okay.
1: I watched the second half. I didn't catch the first half. But, yeah, I think I think Wolves... the start of the season, I was a bit, like, iffy, but they, they've started to pick up, and they look like a tough team to play against. I know you obviously smashed them, but they do look like a tough we team to play We were just clinical.
0: Um, I think
1: they're missing Neto.
0: Massively missing Neto. Uh, Matthias Cunha, I really like. I think mm. he looks really good, and really lively. Um, I, do, I don't know what their financial situation is right now. Obviously, I know they offloaded a lot of players in the summer to counteract some of the issues mm. they had financially, so I don't know what sort of spending power they're going to have come January or at the end of next season. But it does feel like this is the sort of side that's going to need a little bit of extra help mm. if they're going to maintain Premier League status over the next year or two. Um, but I think Gary Neal's stock is rising, though.
2: Yes, um, so I think maybe. he's done.
0: A, I think he's done a really good job there, um, but uh, I can't imagine he's going to be uh, writing a Christmas card out to the people who work at Stockley mm. Park at VAR. <laughs> uh, right, let's move on. Let's talk Burnley against Everton. Um, I mean, Everton. Uh, do, do we need to? Um, is Sean Dyche not getting the credit that he deserves right now? Do you think? Well, they'd be
1: above Chelsea if uh, <laughs> they didn't have a points deduction.
0: So right now it would they be would far be far off us they'd yeah, be on 26 and Brighton. with their goal difference they would be uh they'd be one goal behind Brighton so they'd be in 10th but on the same points so it'd as Brighton so would be
1: one point behind you and two points behind us yes
0: and more more to the point they'd be um 3 points behind Newcastle in 6th <laughs> so you know I don't I know they have a, I think they have actually appealed this mm. if they get some of those points reduced even half of those points reduced they're all of a sudden they're knocking on that door aren't they but then they've also got the another
2: points seduction coming haven't they so have
0: no. they no it's just one charge I thought I thought, with, I thought I they thought had they had, had multiple probably... charges already that gave them the total of 10 uh, points I'm,
2: I'm pretty sure they've got another points seduction coming <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll
0: see uh, I mean it doesn't matter they're still not going to get relegated with no, that at no. this <laughs> rate um, but no, I think that <clears> <throat> what we've now seen is Everton have now completely and utterly bought into the Dutch way of football you know, it's not pretty at times, but it's incredibly effective.
1: Burnley two It
0: really is. Um, and he, he out Burnley'd Burnley Burnley <laughs> did me. Um, so at Burnley at Burnley at yeah, his own his old, old stomping ground. So yeah, I think credit a huge amount of credit has to go to Sean Dyche because it looked at the start of the season, as we said last week, that it was going to be a real tough run for them. Um, but they are just they just they look confident. Pickford in goal, as much as I can't stand the fucking bloke, um, because he makes every save look like it was ten times harder than it needs to have been. He's playing really well defensively. They're not conceding many goals. Um, I think they're a striker, a decent striker away from having a side um, that really could start causing some problems. But um, you know, uh, outside of Villa, I think they're one of the form teams in the league, aren't they? Let me just uh, sort by that. Yeah, they're the second informed team in the league right now. Um, just behind Villa.
2: Why well, to stick it back to the Premier League,
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, I don't as I say, I don't know if they get what they'll get off the back of the uh, the appeal, they might get half of the points taken away. But even if they get half of those points back, that would take them into twelfth. Mm. Um, in fact, no, it well, would take them to eleventh on goal difference. Uh, if yes, and they'll be one point behind Chelsea in tenth. So, I don't really think they get the points deduction reduced though, because then
2: that sort of makes uh, makes the Premier League a bit of a joke, really, doesn't it?
0: It does. Um, so the Premier League needs to be careful. The only way that Everton can maybe get that back if they can prove somehow that the charges levied against them were not as bad as, you know, they've said they were or whatever it may be. But Everton have worked with the Premier League on this. So it sort of feels like, well, hang on a minute, you gave us all the information to uh, to charge you with it. Are you saying mm. that that information was wrong? Like, I don't know how that would work. So, but yeah, if they, if they have another points of action coming, I mean, that's going to be a real kick in the teeth, isn't it? While the investigations against City go carry on. is
2: going to fucking upgrade again, isn't he? Yeah. Turn into the Undertaker.
0: Um, Sean, I think Sean Dyche is turning into like the, he's, the, he's the 2023 Sam Allardyce isn't he uh, he's just not sort of that unfashionable manager that people sort of love to hate yeah, sounds like yeah. he's had laryngitis for the last 20 years <laughs> um, and he's just I think he's just doing a really good job I have to say I really take my hat off to him because under quite bad circumstances I mean look at some of the managers that have been at Everton in the last five or six years and how many of them have failed I reckon he's probably favourite for next England manager Well, Sean Dyche yeah Whoa, would you be happy with that?
1: Silence. It's a very long, a very long contemplation. Yeah, I don't really know. It wouldn't be very exciting, would it? I think be going to no difference to Gary's Gary. Gareth Southgate. Is that how
0: much you hate him? You yeah. literally can't remember his first I can't remember name. His name then. I think as much as I don't think it would it wouldn't be the worst appointment. I don't think it's going to excite too many people. No. Because everybody is calling out for England to be let off the, let off the leash, so to speak, with I our don't attacking who talent. Who does that, though?
1: It would have to be a foreign manager.
0: The only one in the Premier League that I can think of that could do it would be Eddie Howe, mm. but he's not going to leave Newcastle, no, is he? No. So um, I don't see anybody else. Graham Potter needs more time to work with his players, so that's not going I to work. I don't see
1: Graham Potter come back into the game.
0: I'm
2: mm. oh, sorry. sorry, he was in Championship talk, I think. Who? Graham
0: Potter. Well, on that note, there's been some rumours in the last week, hasn't there, about him going to United. Because yeah, apparently would, Ratcliffe wants him. That wouldn't be a good move. No, you don't don't think that would be would work no. out. No.
1: There's too many big egos at United. I don't think he's got no enough about him to Don't get me wrong, footballing wise, I think it'd be great, but ego wise, I don't think it'd go.
0: The thing is for get for Graham Potter is I think that he needs to be careful with his own reputation mm. because he has burned himself a little bit by going to Chelsea. I think a lot of people will give them a bit of a, a free pass because they will accept that the Chelsea job was a bit of a poison chalice mm. and that he was going to, he got screwed over with signings. He didn't want, etc. etc. Et if he then goes to Man United, goes into what is arguably a worse club from a hierarchical point of view, players who are all over the place with disciplinary issues, et cetera, et cetera. And that doesn't work. Where does his career go from there? The problem
1: is a club like Brighton. He was given three, four years to get it up to scratch. You know, no one, has, no, there were no expectations other than stay in the Premier League. Yeah, you go to clubs like Chelsea and Manchester United. You don't get three or four years. No, they want to, instant yeah. results.
0: Um, you know, they all, all, of those clubs. I mean, Chelsea have done it. They did it with while Potter was there. You know, they were talking about you know we've got a plan. This is a long term mm. project. They're using the same terminology now with with Pochettino. Mm. But you can guarantee if Pochettino goes on a bad run. For I don't know ten games and loses seven of his well, next even ten.
1: now, like both him and Ten Hag have just their excuse every time they lose is oh you know we're build it's building blocks. Yeah, it's all coming together. It's become
0: a get out clause. Yeah, it's just so it? easy to say that. Um, it's it's, it's a PR yeah. spin now, isn't it? That that terminology. Um, but fans, yeah, you know, and and the media to a degree you see through it. Yeah. They know that they know what. Would, uh, you, would you take Rude Van as the manager? Ooh, where's he currently? PSV. Uh, yeah, no, he, he was not at Feyenoord. Dutch, Dutch
1: Dutch I don't so know it. if he's still that He left at the end of last season. I'd take van der Sar as director
0: of football. Yeah, I think you <laughs> take the Chuckle Brothers yeah. right yeah. <laughs> director but
1: of football. No, I probably wouldn't take Van Nistelrooy. What about someone like Michael Carrick? No.
0: No? Because he lovely. did a decent job while he was interim manager... He was in charge of one game. I thought he had. A, I thought he had like three or four. <laughs> he had the Arsenal game. Oh, did he? Oh, I'm sorry, then... <laughs> I thought it was longer. All right, okay, I
1: take that back. He's got a good record. I will give you that <laughs> one of <and> one.
0: <laughs> so Sam Allardyce is England manager. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah he's at, He's uh. He left PSV a couple of months ago. So no, he's.
1: Fi- it not a final?
2: No. I swear he wasn't at PSV. PSV Eindhoven
0: for a year. I mean, he's literally looking at Google. I'm sure he's right. Well, right, it's wiki. Yeah. Oh,
1: right. yeah, well, well, if I, it's wiki, yeah, right. maybe I'm not wiki. <laughs> oh, I won't argue it if it says it's wiki, but... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, fair enough. No, I wouldn't. I, I'd want someone... Uh, There's pointless getting someone from the Dutch League, which literally just got Ten Hag. You know, if Ten Hag can't do the job, Van Nistroen ain't going to be able to do the job.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know whether or not the next person that comes in... I don't know what type of manager I you I literally... Need.
1: Other than... <laughs> I literally think of all the managers out there other than Guardiola and Klopp, I don't know who could genuinely turn things around. Ancelotti?
0: Maybe. Zidane? See, Zidane's oh, I a Zidane. funny one. I I tell no, I tell you who would fucking sort your lot out. Diego Simeone. Yeah.
1: They would be, be a good one. They actually.
0: would be deft at Manchester yeah. United. He's effectively bringing like, bringing Roy Keane in.
1: Yeah, Diego Simeone, but I mean the football would be dire.
0: Yeah, but you'd get yeah, but but they would be running.
1: Yeah, Zidane. (laughs) I just I don't really know how to take him as a manager because I know he won like the Champions League and stuff at Real Madrid, (coughs) but he had like one of the best Real Madrid teams. (laughs) and he's not done anything since like, no he's, how, why has he not, he's
0: not as you can say he's not got a no, job, why has
2: he? he not been at any other club mm. I could just imagine that Ancelotti as soon as like Anthony does some
0: step overs just does the eye route to yeah him. yeah <laughs> well I'm dead better than what Diego Simeone would fucking do to him though. <laughs> imagine Simeone at United That's, just imagine Sancho like um, doing what he did mm. to Diego Simeone yeah Honestly, there'd be murders. There'd be absolute murders. But I, I, I as I say, all jokes aside, I don't know what type of manager United, if they were to part company with Ten Hag, who do you bring in? Because you've tried the disciplinarians. Yeah. You've tried Ten Hag, who comes in with a different tried brand the of football. Best you've tried the best <laughs> friend. What, what is left? Yeah. Other than maybe Emma Hayes, You bring her in, see if they if they won't say shit to a woman and see if she can yeah. get them going. Um, I don't I don't know. I really don't know what is left for, for United um, if, if they do that. So... We shall see. Um, But the strange thing is is that you're still only six points or fourth place.
1: Mm.
0: Despite everything that's happened, you're not positioned in a a particularly bad spot right now. Um, So we'll have to see how the rest of the season pans out. But, um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't start on Saturday. Uh, anyway, we we went off on a tangent. I don't there. know why we're talking about United. Yeah, <laughs> went off on it. it. was only because we started talking yeah. about Graham Potter. Um, so yes, I think we talked about the England job actually, wasn't it? Yeah, that, us, was we, it actually, that was a yeah. very wild tangent. <laughs> let's uh, let's rein it back in and talk. Carry on talking about Burnley, and Everton. Let's let's talk now about Burnley. Um, is he? I mean, we talk about managers under pressure. A company surely got to be one of those, isn't he?
2: It's so hard to answer that though because he done so well with them last season. He got them playing like a. Ikea version of Man City <laughs> but it's just really not working in the in the Premier League they, they've not got enough money to really get any decent players in there and see I thought it's he modern style of football is just
1: not working I thought he'd have been the most prepared because of of his experience yeah. yeah
0: well I think that I mean they had the transfer did they not have the transfer embargo last season
2: it didn't come into effect uh, it's right. not come into effect I, I think if they get relegated it will Right, which means that that will probably really roll them down the hill quite a fair bit even with parachute payments But
0: so Burnley staying in the Premier League is, is more huge of a must yeah, than it yeah. is normally for any other team um, yeah I don't know what it is with company because you know they, they you, you you can see when they play you can see what they're trying to do and they do have a certain identity about them but it just as you say it just doesn't feel like they're good enough to do it Man, Premier League clubs there's such a difference between Championship and Premier League mm. now um where the intensity is there and and, and players will and are smart enough that they will just sniff it out. They'll go, right, well, I know what you're doing, I'm gonna fucking do put an end to this. Managers as well. We've seen some clubs come up,
1: you know, like Fulham last season, Brentford when they first came up. Some championship clubs can come up and straight away yeah, they cement. The yeah. yeah.
0: But I think with with some of the some of the teams, maybe not necessarily Fulham, because they Weren't that they were and a Yo-Yo team before, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking about like Brentford, Sheffield United when they came up that year. Norwich, um,
1: they, were, well, they were well, no, no they team, were they dog shit. But
0: those two in particular, <laughs> there's probably other examples. Wolves, Um yeah, Wolves. Um They they've got the ability to just sort of like go into the trenches mm. you know if, if shit's not going away we're just like right we'll just get down and dirty and we'll grind out results in a, in a play poor football we're just getting mm. the job done and i feel like teams like brentford and sheffield united have that ability or, or sheffield united a few years ago had that ability to go both ways um and now now that brentford have established themselves mm. and got a core of players now we've got good premier league experience etc they've been able to branch out a little bit from that style and start to play and start to try and play in a different way whereas Burnley I don't think have got that in them I don't think they've got the players to to sit in and just say Do you know what we're just going to make ourselves like, a, like the Burnley of old frankly
2: I feel bad I mean like James Trafford in goal for them he's getting a lot of stick right now isn't he but he pulled off an unreal <coughs> save and then he wanks it up. 20 seconds later, mm. just he sort of half heartedly goes for the ball, and it's the mistakes of that. He's a brilliant shot stopper, yeah. But his decision making is what
0: is, it's clinical in games. Reminds me a little bit of Bazunu last year, yeah, season. yeah, very, very so much, much like awesome.
1: Buzunu. Out of the three, Luton, Sheffield, and Burnie, who do you think is most likely to stay
0: up? Luton, Luton. Mm. Just because I feel I the, the trouble. Well, I say most likely, I'm basing my decision on Luton based on their home form. Mm. Um, losing Lockyer though is massive for Luton because he's captain he's a leader if he doesn't come back I mean he's not going back in the short term regardless of what happens with this Um, the expectation in my opinion is that he won't be back at all he is massive to not be in that dressing room and he might not be on that pitch their home form they've got uh, ask me again in in a couple of weeks and I might change my mind but right now I feel like Luton have got enough fight about them Mm. especially in those home games um to do something but the trouble is, is that up to now at least they've not really converted any of those yeah. home performances into wins and you know if they had done even on two occasions the league would be looking a lot better for them um away from home i think luton i don't know if they're two wins if any of them have been away or not um uh, i think they might actually, i think they'd be everton away the they've the only they've only had one one away win one away so. win and one home win away from home I don't see Luton beating anybody for the rest of the season mm. the, the- it's, it's like the 11th man it is yeah well sorry the 12th man even yeah that might, <laughs> that might be why they're losing everybody twenty <laughs> <who's only> five <laughs> <playing> with <laughs> 10 men on the pitch
2: the, the, tw- the 12th man where they can like suck the ball into the net sort yeah. of thing is- it's such a home different, advantage is
0: huge yeah it's such a different ground that a lot of the, <coughs> the Premier League players and the upper echelons of that league never will probably have never experienced anything like that no no. Um, so yeah uh, but yes, Chris Wilder being back at Sheffield United that's going to be one to keep an eye on because if he can make them into something akin to the old Sheffield United when they first came up then they might have half a chance especially if teams like uh, Palace and Forest continue their downward spiral and if they can be dragged into that fight.
2: I don't I don't deny that Wilder isn't the right man, it's just he's not got a good enough squad there. Yeah. It's not a Premier League squad.
0: Yeah, in a way, in the same way with Burnley uh, and, and Luton, actually. Yeah. No, none of them have really got squads capable of winning or, or keeping in the uh, Premier League. Uh, it's going to be down to who fights the most and whether there's teams above them that are worst. Uh, right, let's switch attention back to the other end of the table just for a moment before we wrap up uh, and head on into the stat of the quiz. Uh, let's talk Arsenal against Brighton. Um, primarily, I want to talk about Brighton, actually, more than I do Arsenal. I know we haven't really talked about Arsenal much over the last half a dozen episodes or so um, largely because they've just kind of been going about their business mm. um, which is kind of testament to them because we've said consistently throughout the season that they've yet to hit top gear and yet here we are they're sat top of the league again they've won 12 out of 17 um, they've only lost one of their last six grinding wins out and finding wins which is the one thing they couldn't do last season certainly towards the end of the season mm. and I think that that experience last season would be massive for Arsenal in the run-in um, do you think that when it gets really down into the nitty-gritty towards the end of the season, you know, the last couple of moments of the season, do you think we'll see a different side to Arsenal?
1: <clears throat> I think this is the first time any team has stopped Brighton from having a shot on target or something. It's the first time they've not scored in...
0: Oh, yeah. So, yes, the first time that they've not scored and conceded in the mm. same game for about 19 games, I think. Um... So yeah, no, all credit to Arsenal. Um, and we will go into deeper detail about them, I'm sure, in at some point in the future. But we just wanted to make sure that everyone's aware that we're not ignoring Arsenal because we don't like them. It's just that they've been doing really well, but oh, I don't like them. Well, yeah, I don't <laughs> <like them>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's just that they you know they've been kind of going under the radar, which I think yeah. actually Arsenal fans will be quite happy about because the less people talk about them, the less pressure mm. that comes along with it. Um, but so uh, yeah, Deck, I think I still think Declan Rice has been incredible for them and I think he's really given them another Wrong dimension. For um, he's incredible uh, but yes I want to talk about Brighton because we've t- we talked a lot tonight about managers under pressure and stuff like that should Zerbi be getting a little bit more criticism than he's getting right now is, he, is it because he's earned so much praise for when Brighton were high flying that all of a sudden everyone's kind of giving him a free pass well, they've done one in
1: Europe they are yeah. through to the knockout stages aren't they yeah,
0: yeah, they top their, their group, didn't they? Yeah. they beat last minute. Yeah. I just, I just feel like maybe teams have found Brighton out a little bit in the last couple of months. I
2: think
1: they're just struggling with the rotation.
0: Yeah,
2: I think it's quite hard to transition between that European yeah. football and. I mean, you, you've topped your group. You've been playing good football. the The, the problem in the, in the league now is that Matoma, Ferguson, and that are all they've just totally dropped off mm. in, in terms of getting goals. Yeah, and that is where, Brighton, have been picking up quite a lot of their points is by getting those great goals.
0: Yeah, so I'm just trying to find if there's a an easier way of being able to see um their fixtures because for all of Sky Sports's website it's it's just, just go on
1: a Brighton player and then you can look at fixtures that way.
0: Does it show it better than that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh what well, any one of them? Oh, I meant on FPL but, but... Oh, sorry. I'm just gonna go on to yeah, uh, results. There. Yeah, results. Um yeah, so it just it doesn't look very good on the Sky Sports website when you're looking at it. I was just gonna flick back through here to look at their results. I mean uh the only wins they've had recently they beat Brentford two one and beat Forest, but I think before that you're talking back in September the last time they won a game. Yeah, twenty fourth of September against Bournemouth. Mm. Um You've got Ever- Everton four one. Was that in the well, it wasn't yeah, it's was in the league. Um, oh, it's 1-1. One, 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 one yeah, I was going to say. say. <laughs> what, are saying, what are you saying that for? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether I'm being unnecessarily unfair on Brighton because they are still having a good season. As you say, European adventure is something I'm sure they're absolutely loving, um, being at their first, I think it's their first ever European adventure. The yeah. problem
2: is you assume them to be up there because they were last season. Yeah. Whereas we were surprised last season because they, you
1: expect them to but be mid-table. These, mid, mid table. these the sort of clubs will always struggle as soon as they enter European. I mean, Wolves did. You know, now they've dropped off. Yes, we did.
0: We struggled. Actually, fairness, we struggled more with the Conference League oh, actually, yeah, last season, than we did I mean, with the Europa League it, the year it before. We really got relegated last <laughs> season. <laughs> it was weird. We struggled more with a, technically a more inferior competition. Yeah.
2: <laughs> At least you wouldn't have been the only uh, wouldn't have been the only club in Europe that were playing the Championship. Right, if you did get relegated, do you remember who that was? Pompey. No, um, yeah.
0: Wigan wasn't it? Wigan. Yeah, after they
2: yeah. beat City in beat the, City Africa, in the final. Yeah. I don't think they got very far. Cheers, mate. I appreciate the, appreciate the hype. The it's it where it you were up. smiling. <laughs> <and> <laughs> trying was,
0: trying to flex. to get pompy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm being a little bit unfair on Brighton here, but it just feels to me like teams have just found them out a little bit. As you say, there might be some hangover and some str- struggles with the rotation of the team. I think they have got one or two injuries as well. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, I, th- I think... I don't, it depends what Brighton fans want, because I, I imagine that Brighton fans, I mean, I, I don't actually know any Brighton fans personally, but I'd be surprised if oh, they're not loving life right now anyway, um, because they're, they're, in, they're having a European adventure. They're still only three points off of sixth place. I can hold that in. What? I sneezed. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, and I didn't even know you'd done it, mate, so that was how his good it was. Vein his <laughs> it's vein like, Oh, my God. <laughs> Just let it out, mate. I can edit it out. It's fine. Don't kill yourself. Um, so yeah so yeah I think Brighton fans will be very very pleased with how things are going and I suspect that even if they get to let's say for example they get to I don't know the quarterfinals of the Europa League and they don't make Europe in the Premier League I still don't think they'll care I Mm. think they'll still think you know what we've had a brilliant season some fantastic European nights um, and we've had a decent season in the Premier Mm. League let's go again next season sort of thing so I think that that probably is helping Derby a little bit, um, in much actually. Now that I'm giving it a bit more consideration, in much much the same way that Moyes got away with it a little bit last year. Yeah, the European adventure almost
1: yeah.
0: took over from yeah. the, the the Premier League form. They're still in the
1: cup, I think,
0: aren't they? What the uh, the yeah, I'm pretty sure Carabao got
1: final game coming up? Uh,
0: they're, in no, the they're playing on Thursday in the Premier League, so they're obviously not in the in the Carabao. No, they're not. Oh, there's a Thursday Premier League game. Oh yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. Didn't know. Is there we need to have a look at the old FPL (laughs) isn't? See what's going on with these game weeks. Um so yes. Uh well anyway, that uh, just about does us then for the the chat on the Premier League. Unless there's anything else anybody wants to bring up that we haven't discussed. Nope. No, 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 any more for any more. Right. In which case then let's begin to round up the show (coughs) and we'll start with this. Down the stat man.
1: Aged 17 years and 229 days, Lewis Miley is the youngest player to score for Newcastle in the Premier League. He's the competition's youngest scorer since April 2009. Who was that? So it doesn't have to be a Newcastle Not player, necessarily so. a Newcastle
2: so The only two players I've got in mind are Wayne Rooney or Ross Barkley.
0: No, no neither of them. I was going to go Wayne Rooney to be fair uh, 2009 14 years ago how old would I have been 14 years ago no but I'm just thinking guess, <laughs> the reason I say that is because I was going to say Theo Walcott. but I know he's roughly the same age as me so mm-hmm. that wouldn't have worked out Uh, Fabregas no youngsters in that
2: time I mean we were still in the bloody Premier League at that time <laughs>
0: Uh is
1: it quite so he'll re- be he'll be
0: thirty player? he'll be
1: thirty one now. Yeah. He he didn't go on to do anything, but at the time he was I think he was considered a wonder kid. Could be wrong. Okay. But he never really went yeah. on to be. In he the literally sounds like Ross Barkley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh... oh. Would he, would he be on LMA? And he won't be too young. Would he or was he? he wouldn't well, be is he, oh, is he? Oh, on LMA <laughs> he'd probably be too young yeah, he's only 17 think, in 2009 yeah. he'd be too young Um
1: he's you still playing in the Premier League now no no, no I've done even I think he was in the Premier League one maybe two seasons oh bloody maybe hard. a little bit longer played for one of the top teams
0: yeah it's not someone like Ali out year, is it
1: no but you're thinking around the right sort of lines not that club
0: Uh Charlotte Amiobi? No. He was only in for a couple of seasons, <clears> wasn't he? Yeah. Can you give us the club? Yeah, Manchester United. Okay, now. I almost said Ronaldo there, but uh, <laughs> then you uh, said he wasn't that like, he didn't really, <laughs> go, he on didn't really go on to achieve anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't think who would be in that. Giuseppe team. Rossi?
1: No, but good guess, around the right lines.
0: Oh god, it's not. Um, oh, what was his name? Did he score? Is it the guy who scored against Villa?
1: Yeah, I believe that.
0: Yeah. Oh god, what's his name? Makeda.
1: Yes. Yes. Federico Makeda. Yeah, I
0: remember. I remember, I remember that goal. I remember him like <coughs> everyone losing their fucking shit about him, thinking he was going to be like, the next big thing of United. Yeah. He got loaned out once or twice and then never yeah, saw him again. Never saw him
1: again.
0: So right, okay. Uh, Pete got a quiz for us. Yeah, lovely. Let's get on.
2: Dan, what's the score? I'll let Dan decide what the score is. Well, well, you just I said seven four to me.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, well, well. No. I mean, I, I was I'll, winning. Uh, I remember that. I will. I'll, I'll try and check
2: up on the history of it, but oh, I yeah. know that Chris is definitely, uh, definitely winning by at least two or three.
1: It's debatable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Winner takes all this quiz. <laughs>
1: Right, no? so <laughs> well. well to depends be fair, what it's about. To be fair
0: well, though, we don't really get many opportunities there where it's just the three of us because yeah, we obviously uh, get Lee and Shearer involved.
2: And this is probably going to be my last.
0: This could, exactly. Oh, right. This could oh, be no. his last oh, quiz because oh, of his no. impending. You've uh, you already seen the answers. Number one is not <laughs> joking. Okay, right. So you're happy yeah. then? Yeah, Winner I takes agree. all. I agree. Last quiz. This will be the last one before Christmas as well. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, okay, let's do let's it that. There we go. This could backfire.
2: So after netting twice last weekend. And netting one this weekend, Richarlison has scored in consecutive matches for the first time since May twenty twenty two. But
1: who did he play for? Everton. Oh, yeah. There we Everton. Go. Yeah. It was one of those that seemed too easy. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number two. So this is. First of
0: all, are we shouting answers out because? It's first. First okay. to answer.
1: Right.
2: So I'll I'll give you I'll give Chris uh, Dan the benefit of the doubt for that one. But yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Fastest answer, yeah. So Luton are one of only two Premier League teams who are yet to what this season?
0: Keep a clean sheet.
2: Yeah, that's it. One all. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino has lost his last Premier two Premier League matches before last uh, this week. The last time he suffered three consecutive defeats was in December 2013, but who did he manage at the time? Spurs. Um, Dan,
0: Southampton. 2013? Oh, yeah, 10 years
2: ago. Uh, Which Man City player scored a hat-trick in the fixture last season against Man City and Crystal Palace?
0: Ireland?
1: Yeah. Too old? (laughs) Another another one, it seemed too obvious. (laughs) I was trying to think outside the box. (coughs) So, uh,
2: Newcastle and Fulham. Who was Fulham's manager the last time they won at St. James's Park in May 2009? Martin Yole? No. Who else? McGrath
1: or whatever his name was. No. Oh, Felix. Mm.
0: Uh, I'll give you both a hint. It's not, um Oh, oh. No, no, I don't think you ever managed them. Scott... No, Scott Parker was one no, two, way, so. way, too late.
2: I'll give you a hint. Go on. They're still managing in the Premier League. Who
1: was... Pep Guardiola. <laughs>
2: Fulham's manager, the last time they won at St. James' Park in May 2009.
1: Oh. <coughs> Roy Hodgson.
2: That's it. Oh, fucking hell. Matter of elimination, because he's the only one that's nearly 100.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's 3-2 to Chris.
1: Um, da, 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 da. Where are we? We you are. you have got that otherwise? Taking you a long time.
0: I would, yeah. yeah, um, I, I, a I, long, yeah. Time.
2: long time, I think. Um... Burnley and Everton. Which of these current Everton players has not played for Burnley? Uh, so this one is going to
0: say gonna this, gonna this one's going to have to be a.
2: Uh, <laughs> just give me your answer. Okay. Okay. So um,
0: do you want? Are we going to let you finish first, or are we just shout them out as soon as we hear it?
2: No, no, no just I'll, I'll give you the the four players, and then I'll just do three, two, one, and then say the player you think. Okay. So which of these current Everton players has not played for Burnley? Calvert Lewin. Michael Keane, Dwight McNeil, or James Tarkovsky.
1: Okay,
2: okay, all right.
1: So three, two, one. Calvert. Yeah, yeah, right. Fucking easiest, we think. Is that pa- the theme? Like the most obvious answer is the answer. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Pascal Gross has forty Premier League assists, second most among German players after who with fifty four. Ozil.
1: Ozil. Yeah. Pete, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it did music. yeah.
2: Uh, what is that? That's five three, all,
1: three, three all. I was gonna say, but yeah, five all if we're adding on the draws. Yeah. Five all, I think yeah, it is. Fuck it, why not? We're level on
2: points. <laughs> so that's all yeah. that matters. Uh, Villa's last defeat in London came in October twenty two when
1: Stephen Gerrard was their manager. But who did they lose to? Yeah, hey, i sorry, I didn't hear the question. <laughs> he's got time to think about it now yeah uh, Villa,
2: Villa's last defeat in London came in October 22 when Stephen Gerrard was their manager but who did they lose West Ham
1: no Crystal Palace no
0: nope. Chelsea no nope. Brentford Spurs nope. no Arsenal no Fulham yep <laughs> literally every London <laughs> club <laughs> I almost oh, said QPR and I was like no they don't have the
1: yeah I was starting to think of championship teams then. <laughs> Does that put you in the it's lead six now?
0: 6-5, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Right, Wolves have scored in every Premier League match this season except one. Which team kept them out? West Ham. No.
0: <laughs> we just beat them 3-0. Yeah, before. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry, mate. Two teams have scored.
0: <laughs> uh, Man United. Yeah. Uh-huh. First game of the season, you beat them 1-0 or 2-0 or something? Oh, it kept them out.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the last one now so that kind of means it. he
0: yeah, wins doesn't it I'm not doing winner takes all again no. <laughs> I've already doubled down once
2: yeah, that's uh, so Liverpool Man United the last time Man United scored at Anfield in the Premier League was sorry then December 2018
0: really but Jesus
2: was, but
1: who was their goal scorer last time United scored at Anfield yeah
0: so haven't scored at Anfield for five years, years. yeah that's fucking hell
2: Bit of a downer of a question to see us out on. But. Five years ago, who was playing George Best?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <coughs> no, close.
1: Tethers? No. If I even see further
2: back, yeah, He's, it, it, that that's close though because he had played for both Man United and West Ham.
0: Man United and West Ham. Mm-hmm. Carrick. No. Lingard? Yeah. Oh, good shout. Yes, I was about to say, you both fucking ate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lingard. Well, there we go. Another, another that quiz. That was a mental
2: stat. Quiz victory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a mad stat. Uh, another quiz victory for me. The good news is, though, is that Dan's probably got a little up before he has to worry about the forfeit. Um, mm. Is that three now?
1: Mm. He's going to start turning in his grave before he gets
0: forfeits. <laughs> oh, no. Chuck a fucking straw down there. <laughs> it's time. Yeah, I don't mind losing
1: these quizzes, nothing ever happens.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I already saw that. <laughs> three, three forfeits now. Maybe, I, maybe I can t- team one up, do one after the other, and one, mm. one. You're gonna have afternoon. to set his car on fire. This right. <laughs> break his knee again. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Uh, right. Well, um, this is the last podcast before Christmas. So uh, everyone have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Um, we we have not actually discussed as have we terms of what's happening between now because we've got a load of fixtures this week. Then there's Next Monday. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas day <laughs> yeah. Um unless we do maybe the Wednesday, the 27th. Um, because that helps us that covers off any any that have been on Boxing Day and then any during the day on the 27th. Um I don't necessarily I don't think I'm gonna have time to squeeze in a podcast this week. Nah. Towards the end of this week, nah. there's just too much going on. Um, so yeah okay so we'll, we'll say the 27th is the next time we'll record so that will release on the 28th um, we decided against doing a or I decided against doing a Christmas competition in the end uh, for various reasons so we're not going to do that uh, this year um, so yeah I don't think there's anything else to say other than uh, LMA obviously will be out tomorrow I hope you if anyone watched it I hope you enjoyed last week's LMA by the way because that took me a long fucking time to edit Um, Mm. this one this week's one is a bit different because this one took us a long time to get through yeah this (laughs) one took us a long time to record because the game crashed probably 85% of the way through the episode and we had to redo the entire thing Um, so I've got to get a bit creative tonight with the editing to make that all kind of work Um, so yes but keep an eye on that that will be released tomorrow as usual as long as I haven't run into any problems tonight Um, and yeah have a wonderful Christmas and we will see you all next Thursday (sighs) see you later bye